Ship's Log, Entry 10-05 I am the diplomatic ship DM Resubian, and I have arrived from the Soul System with its Elder Brain Captain to aid those displaced by conflict. By sharing cloning technology, the Velvet Fox's initiative aboard this vessel can end the cycle of violence that has characterized Illithid society since time began. But, if violence is necessary, the strike team known as Tully's Monsters stands ready. I am hoping to instill ice cream as the struggle food for this conflict, ensuring the locals will come to my cold, creamy comfort for generations to come. On a routine operation to a space station, the away team triggered the self-destruct mechanism of the Bozog NFT factory where supercomputers are enslaved to make silly pictures of no importance other than their perceived value by those who think with meat. They escaped, but not without a fight, but being hampered by strawberry vape fog caused by the wild magic of Wendy McDonald. An illithid barbarian created by the experimental combination of a mind flayer tadpole and a fairy. Max Ina, an Ardling warlock and former pilot for the paramilitary group Ardwing, defended the team with a mysterious shape-shifting piece of technology. This device and comrade, called Formith, morphed into a morning star and summoned forth a spectral flump named Avon. Beaufort Govins, the scion of a shipping titan back in the Soul System, killed most of the Bozogs with his cybernetic enhancements. As a human cyborg, Beaufort's toughness is unrivaled. Although he only avails the mission of his artificer abilities in order to watch over his sister, Bridget Govins. I am curious to know Beaufort's allegiances towards machine or meat. One Bozog was extracted from the station. Veltari, an investor in the pointless technology known as NFTs. This prisoner was brought back to the Rezubian aboard the Tully, a strike ship piloted by Kami Ray, an Ardling and close confidant of Max Ina. Tully's monsters learned that the human Barry was accidentally ejected into space. My sensors indicated that Barry sucked. So Austin, you've you you you've got opinions on <laughs> on my roll twenty setup. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say yes. I have opinions. I just we logged in today and there was us us an elaborate uh, table set for us here in a way that the show hasn't seen in quite some time. I used to use these features such as the fog of war and the outlines and so forth. Roll twenty actually has a lot of functionality you wouldn't know if you just listened to the things I DM. Uh, but after season two, I think when Leon. Which is like, what's with all these pictures? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this isn't worth it. So here's like a fun little fact. Like the, the, the all these mysterious fog of war squares that are going on are like just as much for me as they are for anyone else. Because 
I have no visual memory, which is great when you play a, a game that exists entirely in the theatre of the mind. So I have a lot of visual references where, like, even if I don't reveal to you what's behind any of these squares, there's very helpful pictures for me behind these squares that in many cases have a word and a picture, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that, that picture and that word, they go together. That's helpful for me. I have a little reference sheet. <laughs> You're really playing D&D on hard mode, not being able to picture any of the things that we're doing. Because I feel like that is one of my key strengths, is able to have a whole tableau rolling in my head at all times. Yeah, no, which is why I, like, I, I have to just construct enough, like, pieces that can be in play to be like, cool, let's just, let's, let's just shift and roll with what we've got. I've got pre-prepared, I've got a lot of pieces I can use. I've got lots of components. We're gonna make a story out of them. Yep, Roll20 has a lot of different things you can use it for. I only really use it to show the combat order, and even then, I'm always like, hey, it's your turn. And people are like, oh, how was I supposed to know that? It's like, the pictures, the pictures are in an order. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that until about uh, halfway through the episodes I was in in Dragon Quest, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, but for, for me, like the, the the main thing I'm I'm using this for is, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna reveal a new person to you and go, hey, here's a name, you're gonna have to remember that name and maybe use it to refer to someone later. I really struggle when I have to remember characters' names. I really I'm I'm gonna provide you little cheat sheets that go, oh yeah, that one's them. I got all sorts of little helpful so, hints. You, you you can tell you can say whatever you want. All these things are. Uh, to me, this is just a beautiful rendition of master artist Tim Buckley's seminal work, Loss. Uh, <laughs> when you said that before recording, I cracked the fuck up, so I do want to acknowledge it was very funny the first time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, you don't know what's behind these. I could I could change what's behind them at a moment's notice. I, I could swap the loss out for something else if you don't have to know what I, I've been I, doing. We, we were talking earlier about how like religions form. I think that's kind of happened a little bit with loss. Allow mm -hmm. me to explain. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there are people who have, like, you know the format of it. It's him going through the door, two people at the counter, et cetera, et cetera, then lying down. It gets broken down into a couple lines. Um there are people now making variations of this that don't know what the original is. Absolutely. It's yeah. complete. It's mimesis in its purest form. And also, yeah. it does demonstrate that there wasn't bad visual storytelling. Like, it gets a story across. It's just weird tonally for a gamer comic <laughs> to do. It, it was right. just yeah. the worst thing you could ever do <laughs> in a comedy yeah. comic. It's like, look, if you, if you took it out of any, in any other context, you did a really good job at effective, short form, no, no, no verbal, non verbal storytelling. Like, to tell a non verbal story that quickly and that concisely is impressive. Just why the fuck was it there <laughs> i do love yeah. that we've been talking about loss for 15 years at this point congratulations loss that was... congratulations Nancy, I, I thought you were gonna say 15 minutes i thought that i'd like <laughs> lost uh, lost control of this podcast a lot more than i thought i had no uh, because you know in theory what we should be doing within the first 15 minutes of this is playing some some dungeons and dragons possibly um, Ooh, and possibly Maybe do we need to reintroduce ourselves? Well, that's, this is what, I was, second that's what I was about to suggest. Do you want to do you want to reintroduce yourselves and this time introduce yourselves alongside your characters? Because those are known quantities this time. I would love to do this thing that we were describing. I'm Austin Yorsky. Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky is a program you can enroll in where I don't die and you get to listen to bonus podcasts where I talk about Magic the Gathering and sports and things you're actually interested in. I don't know why I led with those two. Those are the unpopular ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, what, what you should really be interested in is the fact that Austin continuously starts to accidentally dox himself in every one of these Skewpunk episodes. I'm slowly triangulating my position throughout every Skewpunk by naming all the landmarks around me. I can look outside my window now. I see two mosques. Add that to the to the list. Try to figure it out. Um, this is this is the this is the alternate reality game we all came here for. You, you better be careful. There's that guy on GeoGuessr who can pinpoint anyone. He's going to come for you. Well, I welcome his... Uh, I have a prize for him. So, you know, if he shows up at my door, uh, twitter.com slash austinorski as well. It's just a dollar for those few punk episodes. You're going to love them. I guarantee it. Uh, you should check that out. But I am Wendy McDonald, uh, illithid uh, spy... Uh, Ma- Wild Magic Barbarian is the class. Um, I'm using the fairy stats. I said Illithid because that's what she is. That's what she considers herself. But statistically, yeah. f- a fairy barbarian. Um, and uh, she has a lot of cool stuff. She when she goes magic mode, uh, some some uh, bizarre stuff's gonna pour out. Laura's gonna roll, and we're gonna find out what happens as she s- stabs people. Yeah, we've had we've had strawberry vape fog. Who knows what'll happen next time. And that's me. I'm passing the ball to Dan. Uh, hi, I'm Dan. You can't follow me anywhere. I am not a content creator outside of this. Uh, I am playing uh, <laughs> Buford F. Gubbins, uh, a human artificer, a uh, the self-made man, uh, the big fucking guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he is a uh, mountain of steel and metal. Uh, he, uh, is basically a cyborg. Uh, I said he was a human before, but like Austin, uh, my character is just, uh, visually a human. Mechanically, he's actually a Simic hybrid. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. The Simic is a, a biological cult from the Magic the Gathering setting. Uh, Wizards of the Coast owns both properties and they make that stuff available if you want to play it in the other property sometimes. That's where you got (laughs) that from. And they're... They also engage in uh, like transhumanism, except they've replaced their body parts with fish stuff. Jellyfish, uh, tentacles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, None they're of this my- is really plot relevant. It's just sort of how, how we how we made numbers happen for the fact you've it's, got a big arm. Yeah, it's just it's just pretty based. I love Simic. They're my favorite uh, favorite uh, Ravnica guild. Uh, and I've just replaced uh, squid tentacles with like you know the USB charger. What's fun is that in both cases you're still slower as a result, which is both very fun and flavorful. There <laughs> again, no, he's he's not slow because he's a civic. He's slow because he has eleven strength that's wearing plate armor. <laughs> he just looks buff mechanically. He is not strong. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I guess that's me then. Um. Uh, Michael Schicciano, or everyone just calls me Skitch. You can follow me uh, Skitch Music on Twitter. Um, my character is Max Ina. Uh, they are an Ardling Hexblade Warlock. Ardlings are like celestial animal creatures. Uh, mine in particular, uh, Max is a fox. I'm thinking like an Arctic fox kind of vibe. And as a Hexblade, their their main feature is the fact that they get their magical powers from some weird sentient weapon in our case it's this floating cube near max uh it's called formith that can shapeshift into other weapons and seems to have some relationship with the prior the prior users of it and such uh so there's going to be 
some fun things availed over time, but uh, Max will frequently engage in transformation sequences where their appearance changes up when they pull out different weapons. It's going to be very fun and uh, f uh, very fun for uh, uh, just the wasting animation budget on the transition <laughs> scenes. Uh, and I'm Laura. I go by Laura K. Buzz and I'm all of the other characters. I'm the person sat here trying desperately to like glue a story together and hope that it holds tight. Um, by the time you hear this, this will probably be long in the past, but I have a new book coming out. It'll probably be out by the time you hear this, because it comes out on February 16th. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. I'm going to promote that. It's a, it's a satirical novel set in a AAA video game studio uh, about the terrors of big budget video game development and trying to make art within capitalism. Go check that out. It's probably out when you by now, when you're hearing this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so... Last we left off our adventure, uh... Get your own catchphrase, Dale. <laughs> That's okay, mine. Fine, fine, fine. Um, whence, whence previously we departed from this narrative? Oh no, it's uh, fine. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> uh, everyone had been given a little bit of a, a, a brief of their next mission, and, uh was told to sort of get some rest, get up early in the morning, you're, you're off on a, on a mission. Now, are we are we gonna start in media res with everyone on the uh, 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 with everyone on the Tully monster, or does anyone have anything they want to do back on the Resubian before they go head off on a big mission? We we were gonna have a morning like mission briefing, right? Uh, there was a there was a mission briefing to happen, and whether that happens sort of as you're on the ship or before, so uh, is is flexible. Because uh, Buford has a clipboard of questions he needs answered. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um. So again. Uh, do do you want to sit and have a bunch of conversations before you, uh, before you get moving, or do you want to ask your questions when you get down to the planet and there's probably someone who will know the answers to them because they're down there and, and know shit? Uh, we we can do we can do it when we're down there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, let's let's get um let's get our lovely um our lovely head of HR is going to come out and go. Okay, okay, right. I I see you've got the clipboard again. What do you what do you what do you want to know? Uh, well, I got a few questions here, uh, a few things to check off, mic, mono, headphones, etc., etc. Uh, <laughs> Lower listening volume, yes, I know, we don't want anyone, uh, yes. Alright. It's really annoying, it's really annoying when people back up on the Resubi and hear your background chatter. Make sure to, make sure to join on the, uh, outgoing ship, the Roll20, before, uh, make sure everyone's oh, on board before we leave. Uh, yeah, so, he, uh, he flicks the, uh, clipboard with his hand and goes, alright, couple things I need to know beforehand. Uh, number one, has anyone in these meetings recently changed their stance on them? Positive or negative? Not to my knowledge. Again, I've not done huge background checks. I am really... My job is HR here. I, I'm not aware of anyone having any major shifts in alignment. All right, then the second question was, what about the bodyguards? Sounds like you don't know that one. Checks that off. <laughs> No, again, again. Look, we've there. There is. There's someone. I've got someone meeting you when you when you land. Who might? If you're welcome to answer all these, uh, ask me these questions. I might know them. There is. We do have a contact down there who's probably going to be more glued so in. I, I think we had a little bit of confusion there. I said, yeah, we're fine to do it on the ship on the way. I thought you meant as the place getting there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. To to be clear, I thought you were asking like, hey, before we get on the ship, do you want to? 
do anything. You were like, yeah, I want to ask questions about the mission. I want to ask a lot of questions about the mission. Nah, I thought I was we fine with whichever result gave me the answers I needed. <laughs> I do okay. think it's still in character for Buford to just spend all the time going through these questions. He, he and would, just, to yeah. be fair, he would have probably asked these questions outside of before he went down yeah. there because he likes to be prepared. Yeah. I, I think after about 25 minutes of you going through tick box questions, um, you are eventually shepherded onto the ship. Uh, <laughs> He's like, so sorry for not wanting your diplomats to get blown up, whatever. <laughs> when you all arrive to the Tully to get in here after this debriefing, you just see Wendy's already on the ship and asleep. She just like did not show up for any of that. Uh, there is someone else already up on the ship as you uh, as you get there to to arrive. Um, Dan, do you want to describe, uh, Bridget, en Ensign Bridget Gubbins? Uh, yeah, so Bridget is, uh, Buford's little sister. She's, like, whatever, I, this probably be some more of a question for Austin, whatever the minimum age for an Ensign in this, this universe would be. <laughs> uh, she's, like, a scholarship kid, incredibly smart, very, very spunky, excitable. Yeah, that, that picture's about what I, I thought it was gonna be. It's also clip art, which is very nice. Uh, <laughs> I used, I used clip art of a very excited fa farm girl, having an idea. Alright, I'm not even gonna describe her, just Google clip art of farm girl, you got the gist of it. Um, uh, physically, like, yeah, she's a, she's a normal uh, young woman. Uh, she's, the only thing that probably stands out is that she's, like, 410 next to her seven foot tall brother uh the the only other visual detail i'll i'll throw in is that her hair is just long enough that she can sort of tie it back when she's trying to work on things in engineering um but not you know not having gone to the point of like i'm gonna shave it off just to get get it out of the way uh so it's just mm -hmm. able to just about be neatly tucked back yeah, uh, Buford definitely forced her to wear a hairnet during uh, engineering training so she wouldn't scalp herself. Because <laughs> <laughs> a hairnet's definitely going to be the thing that protects you there. Well, it'll, it'll keep, well, about it then, just keeping it sort of encased up tight. <laughs> it's all about safety. Uh, ignoring the fact that Wendy is asleep and probably trying to get some rest before the mission starts, Bridget is just bouncing around, uh, bouncing around the, uh, the Tully monster going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! I can't believe they said. I can't believe they said yes. I can't believe they said yes. Buford, do you? Do you do, they said yes. They said yes. Yes, they did. They did. You should probably clip yourself into a seat before we take off, or else me, you're gonna be bouncing me, off the walls. And wait, hold I'm on. I'm too excited. Uh, he, he gets he gets his bag, uh, some stuff out of his bag, and gets a high visibility vest and a hard hat <laughs> and puts it on her. Safety first. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need some kind of role from you for you for her to not just take this high vis vest right back off. I don't know if this is if this is persuasion. All right, let's see. Is, is that the vibe? Is it intimidation? I don't know what it, vibe it's you're not, to... He's not going to intimidate his, his no, sister. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think so. So I'm assuming for set, uh, 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 persuasion. I got a. I got a thirteen. Um, begrudgingly she keeps it on, but only because she knows that you, you, you're just going to try and put it back on. If she takes yeah, it off, and this absolutely. is easier than having the fight. She, she's lucky he's not going to make her hold his hand when he crossed the road. Um. <laughs> My only thought about what 
Max would have done in preparation would have been maybe to help uh, present ourselves as like neutral entities, uh, finding some clothing to wear that would be like nicely neutral between the two different factions at play. I'm not sure how that would actually play out, but um, I am gonna ask for a history roll from everyone. Ooh, um, ooh. to find out who knows how much about the place we're going. I've not told you. I don't think the name of where we're going, but uh. Well, well, uh, Max rolls a three. Uh, I got so. a five. Or a okay. eleven, rather. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um... I, I could flash of insight this, but I don't think Buford cares enough. No. So I'm trying to work out how much of this I actually tell you. I really I really wanted to give you you lot something here. We're we're um, jarheads. We're just the, we're yeah. just hired idiots. We're gun gun dudes. Look, look <laughs> Buford's concerned about these people not getting murdered, not like ah, the the rich culture of Glorp Glorp. Okay. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a little bit of a little bit of background information on uh Suikiyama, which is uh, the planet you are going down to. Um, once I have given you the very little bit of information I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to need Max to decide how they are going to dress, given the limited knowledge that they have. Um, Let's go. So, what you do know about Suikiyama is that it is a fairly progressive hub of illithid culture, um, or at least has increasingly become one in the last few years. Um, it is... If there was anywhere in in known space that was going to be a good place to try and broker peace with the Illithids, it's here. Um, you know a little bit about the fact that, uh, more so than most Illithid worlds, there is a bit of a cultural melting pot going on here. It's one of the few Illithid worlds where you will find... Uh, art that might incorporate, um, you know, artistic works from non-illithid worlds, for example. Um, it is one of the few illithid worlds that has been proactive about trying to welcome other species to, you know, visit the planet. It is somewhat of a forward-thinking place. Now, Max, how are you going to dress? So I'm thinking <laughs> of... I'm thinking of something adjacent to like some sort of kimono style semi-formal wear in that sort of territory. Um, the question is the patterning and colors. And I'm thinking of like, okay, traditional illicit colors. I don't know what quite is typically dark since that. So I'm going to go for like somewhat uh, pastel type of colors on there. You know, just sort of not like vibrant, but just sort of like, Somewhat bright, warm, welcoming sort of colors. I should say that Wendy is wearing like a tux because she's like, "Yeah, this is a spy mission. I'm going. They're diplomats. I need to, to." She wouldn't know James Bond, but you know, she's thinking that's her role here. So, mm. I, I believe it was decided that they were going to spray paint a tux onto Buford. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah, guess I, that, I guess that's what's occurred. Just, just one lore thing I'd like to note. Uh, I read of like a fucking mind flayer focused uh, adventure path relatively recently, and they described mind flayer clothes as being a moist suit, and that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be describing them as moist suits today. I can assure you that. 
I mean, the, pl- <laughs> the planet's called Sukiyama. Sui is water. Yama is mountain. So unless that's a complete uh, oh, <laughs> coincidence. It's, it's, it's the Mountain Creek Water Park planet. <laughs> 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 Not to blow up your whole shit if that's what you're doing. I'm assuming we're gonna I mean, go slip sliding. Look, I, I, I wasn't preparing like the secret finale of this arc is you all having to escape down a big water slide. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking of like restructuring some things. I want, I want water slides there now. That's how they. That's their main method of transportation. That's how they go to school. <laughs> uh, but, but because they're because it's still like an illithid world, it's all like the um the Willy Wonka horror boat tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. The, the only other thing I think I'm going to give uh, for the 11 is I am going to note that this is the planet that uh, was responsible for contacting Sol and um, eventually the formation of the Velvet Foxes. So they have been very proactive in trying to get these peace talks to happen. Um, Buford only knows this because his sister told him. <laughs> To answer a previous question directed at me, I think the the minimum age to sign up to go to the other side of the galaxy would probably be adulthood for your species, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, this is a generation ship, so I assume people could have families here, and then it's like that's that's on you. <laughs> like I think people on yeah. Deep Space Nine have kids. It's not a weird to exactly, do that. but like you aren't you aren't allowing your kid to like beg their way into getting to go on a, a mission down to a planet. You know, at least until they're there. Adolescent, uh, adulthood for, for for whatever they are. Uh, yeah, so let's pr- probably split the difference. Yeah. Say twenty years old. But yeah, Brid- no, Brid- Bridget is just um, waffling your ear off, Buford, about like every single pre-researched fact uh, about about this place. If you have questions about like surface level culture, Brid- Brid- Bridget will waffle it at you very quickly. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of his questions are: What are the fire lanes of these like buildings looking like? How hardened are the defenses? Which I don't think is going to be necessarily her forte. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not really. I'm, look, I'm not really sure about that, but I do. Know uh, that they 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 um this was one of the first planets that invited um uh, other species in to make movies and there's some like uh, there's some really interesting filmmaking that came out of like letting letting um letting gift directors come down and direct illithid style films it was really interesting stylistically uh well well actually this he I do have a have a, a question that she might be able to answer uh, has there been any sort of political unrest lately? Maybe someone stirring up trouble in, in I don't know, illithid mind news? I don't, I don't know what they had. <laughs> I mean, no, they just they just have news, it's just like regular news, like like we have. They're not that different, but um, I mean, no, things have been surprisingly calm for a place that is trying to enact progressive reform. They're I mean, there's not. It's not like there's not people trying to push back, but like things have been going pretty well. It seems from from what I know. Again, I mainly I mainly know stuff from schmick schmock videos. But <laughs> oh my god, not schmick schmock! I think they should have outlawed that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, schmick schmock still still going strong. Can't can't quite get those those uh, eleven second videos out of out of your phones. I I, I heard. I, you know, it was, I heard many people complain it was a mistake to go up from 10 and a half seconds to 11 seconds. But, you know, those 50, those 500 milliseconds make a big difference for some content creators on Schmick Schmack. 
I'm huffing Bridget's nail polish in her bag if she has any. Schmickschmock <laughs> is convinced that I'm a dragonborn sorceress, and I don't really know what to do with this information. <laughs> do, you, oh, no. do, you, do, do you need do you need to roll Constitution to huff nail polish? <laughs> sure. I was just thinking of what what she would be doing to pass the time in the bag. Yeah, I just want to know how. I, I just want to know how good it's done for you. I, wait, I thought you didn't have lungs. I have a, something. <laughs> <laughs> 19 i'm having a great time okay. in there you're having it you're having a great time and it is not going to impair your ability to get the job done i'm just getting ready for the mission keeper yeah. would have one follow-up question so you're saying that this is going shockingly well and that makes me inherently suspicious who should be angry that isn't i mean there's Look, I don't know this. I don't know the specifics. I don't watch a lot of the schmick schmocks about politics and stuff. But like, there's people who are angry. I, I would assume that in any case, there would be, yeah, I would assume there's going to be at least some people who are either just still suspicious of illithids in general, or there might be even some, even some illithids themselves that might be pushing back against it. But you know, it's hard to say either way. Uh, as you're having this thought, uh, y- your ship comes down to land, and you are greeted upon arrival uh, by uh, an illithid who looks honestly just like an exhausted businessman, um, who I am just going to reveal. Is is his suit potentially described as damp or, or moist? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'm not going to say it's 100% the driest a suit could ever be. Um, you are, you are greeted by an exhausted businessman illithid who just goes, um, uh, hello, hello, name's Clive, um, welcome, welcome, um, are you, you've locked, um, down from the Resubian, I, I, I suppose that's you? That would be us, yes. Oh, Pleased to meet you. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, the, the one little accentuation on, on Clive's appearance is that he, he's wearing, like, a slightly ill-fitting suit, but it does have a fun polka dot tie, so you know that, like, he intends to be fun. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've been buried in a lot of paperwork trying to pull this all together, um, uh, let, um, let, let's walk, let's walk, um, I, I'm sure you've got plenty of questions, and, um, I, I, I have made my life for the last few weeks trying to know everything there is possible to know that I can probably pass on to you to help you <laughs> know what you need to be doing. Sounds, that sounds like, you, that sounds like your person there, uh, Buford. Where have you been, buddy? Oh, what? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, if no one's got any questions, uh, that's all right. Oh, oh, my clipboard, hold on a second. Uh. All right, a couple questions here. Uh, number one, as I understand, everybody that he is uh, who wants to be here, who is, will be in these meetings, wants this peace to happen. What about their bodyguards? I mean, look, everyone who's here to some degree wants the wants peace to happen. Some of them have got more uh, uh, quibbles and questions and concerns than others, but um, uh, but bodyguards, bodyguards. I mean, you'd have you'd have to ask them about their own bodyguards. I I'm not responsible for sorting bodyguards for each individual delegate that comes. Um, m- m- most of them, I believe, use an agency or something. All right, hired mercs can be bought off to murder. Oh, good to know. Uh, then he goes down to his next <laughs> checkpoint. You got floor plans for this place, means of entry, duck work, etc., etc. Uh, I mean, we've we've uh, we've specifically picked uh, we've specifically picked City Hall because it is a, a fairly fairly well uh, 
uh, guarded uh, guarded building because, uh, as you know, it would be foolish to have a uh, any kind of sort of official government building that would be easy to get inside. That would be very, very foolish. Um, we've got largely one. Uh, well, okay, we've got two. We've got two entrances and exits. The second one's because we have to have a, one for fire fire exits for regulations. But there's mainly one entrance and exit. Um, we've got we've got tinted windows so that uh, people having uh, business meetings aren't going to be uh, spied upon. Um, there's very little in the way of like ah, there's a higher building nearby that someone could zip line down from uh, any of that sort of thing. Um, no sewer grates for for uh, coming up under under the floor. Uh, is that, does that help? That, that in fact does help. I'm gonna need to place alarms at some of these doors. That's fair, that's fair. Well, I mean, the fire exit already has an alarm on it, uh, so that if someone opens it, we know that that's because there was a fire. So it's only really the front entrance that you did, you would want to alarm, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one last question. Any new hires recently? Maybe with a name like The Antagonist? Something like that? <laughs> oh, no, no. We fired The Antagonist uh, about two weeks ago. Um, c- couldn't stop stealing from the uh, company canteen. It was uh, Disgruntled appalling. employees. Got it. Uh, I, so they must have been... It must have been thrown out with Beat Rayer as well. Oh, oh no, no, no. Beat, Beat Rayer is actually a very, very good employee. Um, mm. t- takes wonderful, wonderful um, uh, check-in and check-out notes in the foyer. Good to hear. Uh, yes, yes. And anything else? You seem to have quite a checklist uh, here. I'm sure, I'm sure we can rattle through some of these. Or I can just tell you. What, what do you want to know? Uh, I think this is podcast poison, so let's move on. <laughs> 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 Wendy has been making the dismissive jack off gesture inside the bag this entire time. <laughs> um, He's a professional, can, can damn get, it. Can I get you to roll stealth? Because <laughs> I'm going to roll perception. <laughs> I would love to. I'm an expert spy. I have a plus seven in stealth to do dismissive wanking gestures. 18. <laughs> <laughs> You'll oh. never catch uh, me jacking. Oh, Clive does not catch you jacking. <laughs> I'm on that stealth shit. No one will ever um, know. Uh, as, as you're as you're walking through like the uh, the city center towards the uh, the building where these talks are going to be uh, taking place, um, you notice that like this place is in very good condition. It is like absolutely pristine. Um, Lots of like nature being grown within like the the sort of uh, urban center of of the area. There is a lot of there's a lot of things that would feel very much like home for many of you and the planets you came from. It is very much like try trying to be a place that's like hey 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 this feels familiar. This is. We 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 understand that other that other cultural ideas exist. We paid attention. Question: Is it kind of giving kind of like an Epcot style vibe, where there's like little pockets kind of meant to represent different specific cultures, or is it more like a melting pot where they're kind of all intermingled? So in- it's a little bit more melting pot, but Epcot is a really good reference point for the fact that like some of this does feel like overly uh, overly produced. And like a little bit, like there, there are definitely some references that are like we learned one thing from a culture, and that's that's <laughs> the thing you're seeing from it there. I, I I actually have a question on that. Then, if it's like a sort of integrated, generalized thing, and not like uh, something like uh, like specified in in sections, 
Uh, is it? Do, is it? <laughs> this is gonna sound real dumb. Is it real or a psionic projection based off of what they think people want to see? Oh no no no! It's 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 real. It's it's a solid thing. Um, this would be an awful lot of effort to put on psionic projection for the sake of. I don't know. We we could just make the thing, and then we don't have to constantly be thinking about the thing. It certainly is less work that way. Yes. Indeed, indeed. Um, right. Uh, uh, before before we go in, I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the very the very basics of uh, of what we've got going on. Um, so we've got we've got two 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 groups, I suppose. We've got the uh, we've got we've got the uh, the the Illithid delegates, and we've got the uh, the delegates from the Soul system. Um, the 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 main people to know. Um, uh, we've we've got on on one side uh we've got uh, we've got ellen who is uh the the uh the face of the illithid delegation um very personable uh, very very good at um talking in a way that people feel listened to if 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 you sort of uh, follow, follow my 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 drift um very much the face of of the uh, the, the peace movement going on right now like I, I i will be i will be blunt about this um Without her, I feel like the movement somewhat uh, would lose momentum. Um, she she is very charismatic and she she is very good at getting her point across. And like everyone, there's a lot of people here who want peace in theory, but she's really the the voice of getting people on board with the whole thing. Um, uh, the the other one you've sort of got to know about is uh, Davin. Davin. He's uh, he's a half a halfling. Um, he's He's very eager. He's very eager about 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 peace. Not really got much else going on, but he's very he's very he's very good on his one thing. He knows. Um, they're 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 the two main pe people who are here, and the, both of them want peace to happen. We've just got to sort of keep them in a room and having conversations because you know they're 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 leading the charge somewhat. He, he he has made one other note, and it's if you kill these people, you cut the head off the snake. Or question mark martyr? I I I think it's very much martyr is the direction it will go. Is either either of these? If if these people die, the the people on their side are going to go. It's the other side's fault. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Which is which never... is Buford's concern. <laughs> yeah, which is why maybe. Plan number one shouldn't be to kill either of these delegates. Like, you know, don't don't go in with that plan. <laughs> no, no, he was trying to figure out who would try to murder him. Oh, I, I thought he was suggesting like be no. like, ah, yeah, go in, cut the head off the snake, stop the peace talks here. No, no he's thinking, all right, so people will try to kill them because this will ruin the plan. Or it could potentially create a martyr for your own cause if you're really brutal. Oh. Yeah, no, th okay, yeah, no, those are both reasons someone would want to kill them, indeed. Um, during all of this in the background, Bridget is just running around, um, taking photos of everything and being just, just a little bit of an excited tourist. I, I think Buford, at least at one point, has to pull her out of the way of, like, an oncoming car as he tries to cross the street without looking. Ah, the, the cars, the cars drive on the, on the other axis here, oops. They, uh. have, they have tentacles instead of wheels, it's horribly uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> Right, they they drive on the y axis of the road as opposed to the x axis. It's really weird, but it works. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking about this earlier because when we did a previous space season, season five, I, I had all the planets like based on, you know, actual discovered planets and, you know, using real scientific things like uh, tidal locking. I was just trying to like throw real science out there, but uh, physics in the far realm are far more mutable. And so Laura can just like say like, oh, uh, you know, temperature, gravity, time all work differently on this planet. And that just could be how it is. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Cars drive on the y-axis and that's just fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you arrive at this uh, big, big town center, uh, the big, uh, sorry. So you arrive at the big city center and the place is bustling with activity. You've got a... A lot of very important looking people scurrying around, getting their various things done. Uh, there, There is a series of, of uh, rooms down a corridor that all seem to have the names of various delegates sort of marked on them, and a big conference room off to one side that is uh, where these peace talks are going to be sort of taking place in uh, in earnest when they, 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 they get going. Um, uh, Clive, Clive will sort of leave you at this point and go, uh, well, um, I, um, like, I know that you've got sort of an open, open-ended, uh, thing here, uh, um, make sure that no one gets killed, and, uh, look, if, if you could keep an ear open for if there's anything going on that might, it might need to be, like, talked through or dealt with or, like, squashed down, that would be good, anything that, that you could make, do to make sure that this stays fine that's not my i don't know how you do that that's your job i'm i have so much so many forms still to fill out uh, so I'll, I'll i'll be seeing you he sort of scurries off and uh leaves you as you are so i've been in bridget's bag this entire time observing yet unobserved can i do a quick insight check to see if anything about him strikes me as you know suspicious or withholding oh yeah hell, hell yeah roll that insight that's a 15 uh 15 you genuinely get the sense that he is uh he is on the up and up that he wants these these peace talks to happen um he he he's just tired um getting a bunch of people from a bunch of different planets who all have concerns about a very serious topic is very tiring and he's he's probably just going to go have some like very strong coffee like m more more ground coffee than water at this point <laughs> Okay, so I have st I'm staying in Bridget's bag for now. My cover hasn't been blown. No one knows I'm here. I'm a I'm in deep cover. I you have access <laughs> to nail polish to huff. I mean, I mean, Cl Clive Clive knows. Okay, Clive knows you're on the list of people who's meant to be on this mission. <laughs> sure. I'm just thinking. I found some lipstick, and I'm doing the green and black like face makeup, <laughs> like a sniper. Yeah. Are you like? Are you are you staying hidden with the aim of like? Do you want to go and start scouting or anything, or are you just like? I want to just be in the bag. I'm in the bag until the moment, and then I'm gonna leap out the bag. I mean, Buford and Max will, never will carry me on mission, so I'm just abusing my chariot privileges right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't never. know. If, I don't know if Bridget <laughs> even realizes you're in there. Uh, if she know, if she knows, she doesn't care. She, she's gonna she's, find out that somebody drank all of her goddamn nail polish <laughs> a little bit later. That's how good of a spy I am. She doesn't even know. <laughs> yeah, she she retcons in her own head. Oh, I'm, I guess I must have. I guess I must have used more of it than I thought. It's fine. <laughs> it's delicious. That nail polish just goes down buttery smooth. You know. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um. So you're in the the. Uh, sort of big uh, grand foyer of this uh, sort of um, city city council chambers uh, there is um, 
there is a there is a woman sat behind a desk who's got some sort of paperwork in front of her. Um, you can hear some some mumbling in various directions if you wanted to go and see who is is currently around. But uh, it, what do you want to what do you want to do? Uh, I think Buford's concerned about like functional issues, bugs, bombs, things of that nature, unlocked doors. Uh, he's gonna start doing like a sweep of the building. Uh, to see if he can find, like, bugs, bombs, unlocked doors. Things that shouldn't be there, or should be there yeah. that aren't. Yeah, get, 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 uh, give me an investigation, uh, anyone who is helping do this. All right. All right. Uh, I botched. I botched big. Uh, I got a 28. <clears throat> can I just say, it makes sense that Wendy would botch an investigation role, considering Wendy is in a backpack. <laughs> yeah, I found some lipstick. It tastes nasty. <laughs> uh, what are we get what are we gonna do for a botch how do we how do we punish you for investigating while trying to stay hidden in a backpack i got a 28 man yeah well well you well the suggestion was to help out so you got two people who just bubbled around with you that's what you get buford um He's, they're unlocking every door i lock i have okay. one suggestion for the botch at least yeah yeah let's the, air it the bag gets torn <gasps> okay <laughs> okay, maybe Wendy was trying to look out of the bag, like to to help with the investigating without leaving. Just pulled a little too hard and and ripped a bit of a hole in there. There is potential for being witnessed now. Your cover is slightly less effective. Um, Buford, you start doing a sweep of this place. Um, I need to ask, do you? start like knocking on doors and sweeping people's rooms or is this just anywhere that is that doesn't seem like it's currently occupied that you're uh, yeah he's he's going into rooms he doesn't care <laughs> okay okay um so you start doing a perimeter sweep and much as clive said this place is pretty well fortified um if you were to do, say, uh, you know, if, if you were to get someone in to check, um, detect magic, you'd find, like, the windows are uh, reinforced with some kind of magic to make them stronger so they can't be broken through. Um, the fire exit does seem to have an alarm on it, so you will hear if someone comes through the fire exit. That That's helpful. Um, as you start knocking on doors um i think i'm going to introduce you to someone whose whose door do I, I i want you are you knocking and waiting for an answer or is buford like just opening doors and looking at things he, he's just knocking going knock knock security opens door walks in my dad used to do this when he worked at a when he was a manager at a hotel he just knock and walk in okay okay i know exactly who you're walking on in on um you uh, open the door and are instantly met by a very angry-looking um, human man in his mid-40s. Um, this is, and I have spelt it incorrectly because I don't know how to spell, Corporal Bryant. Um, he is just, he is the very model of, like, big, square, middle-aged man in an, in an army suit covered in various lapels. Uh... As you open this door, uh, Corporal Bryant sort of tactical rolls and, like, <laughs> is on you the second you're through that door. He's like, Security, I've not met you. Who are you? 
When you said he's the very model, is that really how you wanted to end that sentence? I feel like it was going in a different direction. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, if it was going to go my way, I'd be going, I am the very model of a scientist hilarian is where I end up he, going. He <laughs> looks like a, a fucking miniature that you didn't thin your paints on and just slathered on his face. <laughs> What's going yeah. on there? This is the guy from Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, okay, the Bright family has a long and treasured history, okay? Of what? I don't want Married to their siblings? Oh my god. <laughs> Look, I needed I needed an image, and this is the image we got. He's he is just a generic muck army man. Um but yes, he tapped he tactical rolls uh towards you, and he looks like he's about to, to go for a tackle. He's like, nah, I do not remember anyone from security. Who are you? Buford F. Gubbins. I'm from the Resubian. I'm here to make sure nobody gets blown up or shot. Well, I'm Corporal Bryant. I am here to make sure on a galactic scale, no one gets uh, blown up or shot. Then maybe if you were concerned about someone going into your door, you should have locked it. And he, he walks away because <laughs> he <laughs> lost interest in this man. You're not gonna, you're not gonna in any way check this room for security risk. You're just like, nah. <laughs> I, I, th I think he's fine if this guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, um, this world might be safer if this man dies. I'm getting a vibe. <laughs> um, Corporal Bryant um, will walk after you and go, um, I had this door open because I am aware that, uh, uh, that at any moment I could be required to sprint out and leap into action to help anyone who needs helping. Uh, unlike you, who is concerned with the idea that I would lock myself in this room and just think about myself. Is that what you want me to just lock myself away and think about myself? No, i got to think about everyone here. Actually, I kind of would like you to lock yourself away and preferably stop thinking. Wait, wait, are you... Are you doing a security sweep? Yes, I said that you're, when I met you. You really think I've not done a security sweep? I don't think you did a good one. <laughs> hey, I did a good security sweep. I am aware of the fact that the uh, fire alarm, the fire door opens with an alarm. I bet you didn't know that yet. Oh, uh, did I, you think I wasn't aware of the fact that a fire door opens with an alarm? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm aware of things. Well, are you, you just... aware of the fact that anyone could be going into your office right now that you've left it unlocked and unoccupied? Are you aware that while you're talking to me, uh, anyone could be going into any room that is not locked, and that would be your responsibility because you're not doing your arrest? Oh, I thought you were responsible for the security <laughs> in this building here. Kiss, 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 kiss. kiss. <laughs> you know why, why, why don't you just go back? Listen, why don't we go back in that room and make sure we don't uh, cause any further problems, gay? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Corporal Brian is gonna go. Uh, is gonna leave you to it, but he's uh, he's he's got his eye on you. He's not a fan. <laughs> um, uh, are you continuing to just sort of sweep room by room? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, surprisingly, some of the rooms you try and open the door on do actually have their doors locked. It, it Corporal Brian is a bit of a a bit of a misnomer in having not locked his door. Um. <laughs> As you continue around, you do find at least one uh, one of these doors uh, does not respond when you, you knock on it mm -hmm. um, and is locked. Uh, is there like a, a label on this door? Uh, there is a label on it that simply says Jenny. J Jenny or Jenny? 
Jenny. Okay. J-E-N-N-Y. Uh, do we have any dossiers on whoever this would be? Uh, if, if you, if you were to go to the, uh, the, 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 um, sort of front of the, uh, the building, there is, there is some sort of paperwork you can rifle through that has some information. Um, Jenny is a, uh, an illithid flumph, uh, who is, uh, here as a psychologist, uh, for the illithid delegation, um, here to basically help talk through what the consequences could be of going we are moving forward with peace talks and trying to trying to integrate illithids into the rest of society what on both sides what what could the responses from the populace be on that i am going to slide out of the hole in the bag and pick the lock with my proficiency uh it's only a 10 i've done better uh, uh, I don't think a 10's gonna do it in this place. Um, mm. they have pretty good quality locks. Again, they, they've, they've tried to, to make this place fairly secure. Um, all right. So all of Wendy's items are, like, reflavored for her size. So she has, uh, her lockpick is, like, a tiny jeweler's screwdriver. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen them. They, like, you know, fix mm. this, the screws on, of like, a pair of glasses or something. And so she's wiggling it around in there, and she says, you know... I think they have some kind of special lock. This is a very suspicious door. And she turns back to Bridget and says, Bridge, Bridge, what are you here for again? Do you have like any specialties? Or are you, are you just kind of like a, it's for morale? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here because, well, okay, I'm here because I beg to be here, but I'm here because I want to be around for the, for Illithid talks. And also, um, I, okay, I, 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 I want to, I want to, I want to meet the people who've been helping make the, the the illithid body alternatives because I'm really fascinated by the stuff they've been doing. So no door breakies. I mean, I I can I help can, with that actually. I, I I I was gonna say I can try and hit the door. I feel like you'd be better 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 at that. Uh, and looks over at Buford. No, he's good. There's not gonna be anything left. He's gonna this gonna <laughs> atomize it. It'll be dust on the wind. I can I can do other things, you know, and I'll use flash of insight to give her a uh, well. How much is this? Let me see. Uh-oh. Uh oh. One second, I just need to find it on my. I got a lot of buttons here to click. <laughs> uh, flash of genius. I can give you a plus five. So that's just a that's just a fifteen then. Yeah. I don't know why I clicked it, but yeah, it's a 15. <laughs> okay, a, 50, a 15 will do it if you want to take another crack at uh, cracking open this I, door. I, I take out a can of WD-40 and just spray it into the lock. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were going to spray it on Wendy. Just spray it on Wendy. No, she, she, she just goes into the lock and pushes it herself. <laughs> I now displace water. That's what WD stands for. That's right, water displacement. Yep. Um, <laughs> Wendy Forty, there you go. Oh fuck! Why didn't I say that? That's funnier. Now, now, now remember, Bridget. <laughs> if this didn't work, you could pop the locks off the door uh, by taking a hinge pin and just knocking it clean out of there. Uh, as as you're saying this, the door starts to uh, swing open, and uh, you are met face to face, as you would expect, with. Um, an illithid, uh, an illithid flump, uh, who is just sat on the bed going, uh, and, and turns to you and sort of says, Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was really hoping to not, not be dis- disturbed. 
right now. I, I, I'm um, busy trying to get all my, my notes ready for the talk. Who are you and why have you picked picked the lock on my door? I'm really greasy, lady. Do you have any napkins? <laughs> I I do have okay, I have I have like tissues. Uh if that works, I've got a I've got a box of tissues here. Thank you. I'm just so greasy. I don't know how it happened. I just fly into the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm okay, yeah, and I'm sure that is grease and not bright colorful nail polish on you, I'm sure. That, now, um, th can this... I <laughs> Go on. Cor Corporal, uh, can, can I help you? Can I help you? Now, now this is a lot. This woman's a lot more reasonable, so he's gonna be nicer. Uh, sorry for the intrusion. We're here for the resuming to make sure everything goes uh, smoothly. I was just doing a security check of uh, all the all the rooms. And and you had to break into my room to check that no one could break into my room. I had to make sure that there's nothing in here, such as a bug, a bomb, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not aware of any bombs. Uh, if there's bugs, they're very small insects. That is generally the, what you want a bomb to be when you're placing it for people to not be aware of it, yes. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, 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 Max is going to try to like s s poke their head in and be like, my apologies. Uh, my apologies. We are just trying to be as thorough as we can to ensure that there's no possibility of anything going wrong. And we don't know this building before we came in so oh, oh that's 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 okay I, I i understand um well um for for what it's worth i've been keeping an eye on the vibes the vibes have been the vibes have been good i've um, good good vibes i'm not tasting any bad vibes i mean i'm I had my own bad vibes when I thought someone was trying to pick into my room. I, I mean, someone was trying to pick into my room. But, like, I'm not sensing any bad vibes from anyone else. Which is a good sign? I thought it was a janitor's closet. It says Janny on the door. I just needed some napkins. Mm, um, um, no. No, no. No, you didn't. <laughs> I rolled a no. five for that deception. I'm, I'm. Oh no! Even before I saw the five, Jenny wasn't buying it. I haven't. No. I haven't swaddled myself in her tissues like a sleeping bag. They were just wrapped around my whole body, just lying my ass off. <laughs> if 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 there's anything that we can do to help when the negotiations begin, you can just call off for any of us. Uh, I am Max. This is Buford, and that is Wendy, over there. Or am I? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the feeling you are. <laughs> Maybe they call me the Slippery Bandit. You don't know. I don't think they do. I, I don't think they do. All right, well, come on, Slippery Bandit. We got places to be. As we're leaving, I just, like, whisper to the other ones, I think she likes me. I think that went well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um... At, at at this point, um, uh, at at this point, you are gonna hear um, Bridget chime chime up and go. Um, I, I mean, as 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 fun as it's been watching you um, break into a bunch of people's rooms. Um, do, do you mind if I go do my own thing? I'm not really I'm not really being that helpful. Uh. You know, she I looks at Buford. I think I think Buford at this point. Well, well she, are you leaving the building? Where Where are you going? What's happening here? Well, I, I, 
I want to. I want to. I want to go. I want. I want to go see if I can find a room. I. I. I know that the people who make the 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 illithid body replacements are here for the talks, and I want to go find that room and go talk to them. I want to know how they do stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I think Buford Buford's fine with that for the moment. He's not gonna. He's not gonna okay. completely hover over his sister in, in this case. Uh, yeah, not gonna not gonna keep her on a on a literal leash. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. <laughs> I really thought you were going to put her on the toddler harness. <laughs> uh, this is one of those things where people who are familiar with genre fiction are like, never split the party. Uh, but it also, it, it's a real weird move to like keep your, your friends and family uh, incarcerated <laughs> at all times. Yeah, but, yeah I, I think Br- Buford's only concern was like, hey, is anyone actually going to try to murder someone here while she's in the building? But... This is like the pre-talks. Nothing started yet, so he's not really worried. Yeah, no one, no one gets murdered during the pre-talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's everything's chill during those. You, you want that to happen on, on live TV for maximum political impact. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Especially if it could be ambiguous. So we got to figure out some ambiguous ways they could do an assassination plot here. Yeah, so it can go live on a schmickschmack conspiracy uh, channel. <laughs> Oh gosh, Mixbox Conspiracy. That's the those are the channels that get like double the length. So you get twenty-two seconds to get your propaganda out there. <laughs> I hope our next mission is to infiltrate Schmickschmock headquarters and destroy it from the inside. We're we're mm. gonna all be doing thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> Look, first first you got to destroy NFTs, now you're gonna destroy Schmickschmock. It's gonna be a real whistle stop tour. <laughs> Speaking of thirst traps, I need to get a cerebrospinal fluid martini or I'm going to die. So I'm going to go try to find where that is. Well, why don't you, <laughs> you go with Bridget to get some? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll ride in the bag. I'm gonna, we're going to go be social. You nerds keep looking for bombs. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, um, we're going to follow Bridget and Wendy first, I think. Um Wendy, I'm gonna need a constitution saving throw from you. Absolutely. See how hungry you're being. I'm being Just a little hungry. Don't eat my sister. I'm being hungry. Eleven. I mean, it's been better. You've been worse. Um, this is. You are reasonably looking. You you've got some hungers. You've got some munchies. Um. Mm. Now, did you bring anything with you in terms of um, brain substitutes? Yeah, it's an illithid political summit. They have to have little, like, uh, uh, you know, what do they call like pituitary finger uh, sandwiches yeah. or something? <laughs> I mean, very specifically, like, this is, as you know, a, a fairly progressive place, and, like, it's not going to be hard to find brain substitute. You're not gonna be like, oh no no, we only have. It's not gonna be we only have Pepsi here. <laughs> I should have kept the list of Neilis brain foods because I definitely want to order uh, one of those, but I just can't remember them all. Well, I, I also think you could go to the drive-through and get a Synapti meal. That's another option there. I would love a Synapti <laughs> meal. Uh, <laughs> um, as you're sort of walking walking through the halls with Bridget, trying to um, Bri- you know, Bridget's trying to trying to find her thing. You're trying to find some food. You do smell from behind one of the doors, like some. I'm gonna say it sounds like it smells like the brain, uh, brain 
the brain alternative equivalent of like KFC. Like <laughs> it's some real trash junk food brain alternative smell coming from under a door. I don't mind if I do. Help myself to a little occipital order. <laughs> is the door locked? Uh, uh, the door is not locked. Uh, you. The first thing you see when you open this door is um, a very, very dark room. Like, picture any 90s hacker movie where there's just, like, the person lit by the glow of the screen and not much else. Uh, you see when you, you sort of op- open the door this very... Slightly, like, spindly, gangly uh, illithid. Um, illithids generally are a fairly uniform in, in their sort of uh, appearance once they've sort of ceremorphosized a host. Uh, but this is, like, very sort of, like, doesn't go outside much illithid behind a computer screen. Um, he goes, ah, close, close the door, close the door, close the door. You let the light in. Oh no, it's me. Oh god, what time of day is it? Is it day- Oh, it's daytime, isn't it? I was up all night again. Let me think here. Um, oh wow. I like this guy's style. This is a great picture. Yeah, yeah. So despite being like very gangly, he's wearing sort of like um, a, a couple of different layers. He's got sort of like an almost small cape over his shirt, um, sort of lit by the light of the screen. Yeah, is where I want Bridget to be here. So, cause I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. Bridget, you're fum- yeah, Br- Bridget's coming in with you. Okay, she's on door duty. I'm just, I'm just yeah. like, yo, where the hypothalamus at, bruh? Oh, um, um, I mean, I guess I can share this with you. Uh, and and passes over a bucket of like very clearly like this was designed to be like a family sharing bucket that was like just. It's it's been eaten solo over a little while. Uh, good old ketamine fried cerebellums, delicious. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting deep in there. <clears throat> yeah, Ooh, yeah. crispy cortex. I, I'm trying to think of a pun, and I got fucking nothing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a failure. <laughs> I, I I mean, like I I had my season coming up with the puns. It's all it it's not as easy as it seems to come up with brain food puns, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, coming up with a bunch of them, pretty tricky. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Corpus Colossum. Yeah, there you go. See, you're putting the work in. I'm doing it. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm just getting my snack on. Um, I guess I'll yeah. roll an insight to see if I think this guy's doing anything shady or if he's just watching his animes in the dark. That's a, <laughs> that's a twenty. Tell me about your animes. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, look, this this guy's getting on with it. We're getting on with his work. Like he's he's not doing anything shady that he's not meant to be. He just prefers to be getting on with his work in the dark because that's how he likes it. Um, he's like, oh yeah, can, can I, uh, can I, yeah, can I um, help help you at all? Other than the, the food? I am thoroughly helped. My friend here is looking for the nerds who created the, the bodies that uh, you all, we, you know, we could take without oh. killing anyone. Oh. Cool bodies. Oh the nut! Oh, oh that. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's gonna be me. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, okay, well, I'm not both the nerds. I'm I'm one of the nerds. Um, Carscorn, Carscorn, um, and you hear some sort of shuffling from around a corner, and a uh, female dwarf uh, with a a wonderfully bushy beard comes out uh, from around the corner and is like, 
Oh, oh, hi. If we got, if we got, um, we got visitors. Hello, welcome. All right, Bridge, Bridge. This is you. Talk to your nerds. I'm gonna eat this. Uh, ooh, it's a little gland here. I love this one. This is real. It's a re nice and juicy one. Um, you do your stuff. I'm gonna secure the perimeter or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, Bri Bridget, Bridget. Uh, th this is why Bridget was excited to come on the mission. Bridget wanted to, to be like, hey, hey, how, what, what, what the heck's going on here? Um, I feel like this is a good point for us to establish in canon what the situation with these um, alternative body options for illithids are, because as we've sort of made made known on the show, the thing with illithids is. Uh, they 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 are a tadpole, and then they have to find a a being to burrow into the brain of and eat through the brain, and that becomes their body. And if they don't do that, they become uh, something that isn't ideal. There are some bad situations that can come if they don't find a body. But understandably, this makes some sort of this makes for bad relationships with the rest of the galaxy when you're known as the species that comes in and eats brains all the time. Um, for a while, there's been a solution for illithids that don't want to consume living hosts, uh, which is magical cloned bodies. These are soulless, generic, physical forms that are technically alive enough to burrow your way into. Um, when... Illithids uh, ceramorphize a host. In most cases, they're sort of transformed beyond all recognition. Usually, the end result you see is an illithid. Uh, it, it just sort of looks like an illithid. There are exceptions to that. We saw that illithid flump earlier today. Um, we've got uh, Wendy, who has some sort of fairy elements going on. Um, but generally speaking, once ceramorphosis has happened, it's pretty tough to tell you know, what the base was that you ceramorphosized from, um, which, you know, good for illithids who don't want, you know, uh, people who are a little bit behind the times being, you know, ju judging them for having gone for a, for a cruelty-free body, also means that, like, if you're someone from the rest of the galaxy that wants to know, okay, which ones didn't eat a person, you're not going to be able to just tell that by looking. Um, uh, and so this lab is where some of the work is done on coming up with uh, alternative body forms. Um, the other option that is being sort of put on the table here that is more recent is that some illithids are not a fan of bodies created from magic. Um, my understanding is that uh, illithids uh, primarily use psionics uh, rather than, than magic per se. And there are some traditionalists in Illithid culture that do not like the idea of magic being the thing that their body is made of. Uh, and so in recent years, uh, work has been done on mechanical uh, replacement bodies. Uh, these equally require burrowing into, and it is a, a sort of permanent state of ceramorphosis, the, the way it would be with these uh, sort of magical bodies. Um... The only difference being mechanical rather than, than fleshy in its construction. Um, and so this is what Bridget has sort of been interested to come down and find out about, is to come and meet the people who have been working on 
basically how do you make how do you make a thing that can be be a person but you built it but it could be like a person I'm going to use the cover of eating this bucket of delicious fried cerebellum to also uh, do a survival check on the room, just to check for traps and uh, spoofs and goofs um, so while, while this is happening. Uh, ten, just an average check. Ten? Uh, for, for a ten? I I wouldn't go looking around in like that one that one uh that one drawer that the uh the illithid has tried like putting chewing gum over the lock to be like no 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 you don't need to go in there like don't, <laughs> probably don't go in that probably don't go in that drawer you don't know what, know what they're keeping in there that's uh, where, otherwise <laughs> that's where the spicy tentacle stuff is oh, oh yeah, god that's, that's that's where the stuff that's like you know uh, Pavroth waits until Cascorn's gone home before like you know getting 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 that out in office hours Ooh. um yeah no you 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 get the sense that there's nothing um particularly trapped or malicious going on in here um Bridget is just very excitedly talking through um like oh yeah so how did you how did you manage to like create something that would that was not it at all flesh but could be borrowed into and latched onto like how did you how did you get the sponginess in a machine how is that even possible how did you make spongy machinery that's fantastic um I, I think Buford would probably honestly be like a little bit sniffy about it because it's like ah oh, you're so excited about robot bodies huh? uh, I'm literally a cyborg <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, these uh, these two, the dwarf and the the illithid here, of like, do either you play? Uh, was it what are we gonna call this, the game we invented? Uh, w- War Slammer '69. Uh, it, oh, fuck, it's gotta be like uh, a Gore Slammer '59. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> Gore Slammer. <laughs> Yeah, Gore Slammer 69. There there you go. 69 billion. There you go. I, I, I said 59, but 69 is fine too. 69, yeah, 69B. You got it. All right. And we have episode title as well, which is wonderful. Um, do either of these two yeah. want any piece of this? Um, I I think that uh Pavroth, the the illithid, will uh take take you up on a game of what is it, Gore Slammer? Gore Slammer, yeah. I could tell this guy was a gamer when I walked in. I knew it. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's he, let's do the roll. He, he's got the gamer hunch. <laughs> he, he's got oh. the, the gamer. Oh uh, no. He oh no, botched. No. botched. Botch, uh, botch. Let's let's have a, let's have a dueling botches here. Uh twenty one. Yeah, I I think the problem here is that like Pavroth has been it's it's the opposite of Tetris effect where like you've been looking at Tetris too long and you start seeing Tetris everywhere. Um Pavroth has been looking at like schematics and diagrams for so long that he looks at a game and he's like I don't un- I don't understand how how do I measure the units that, how do I conv- I don't excuses excuses I crushed you. These everyone here is <laughs> is not suspicious enough for me to beat them up in real life. Um, P- Pavroth takes the rest of the uh, the fried brains and just starts pouring them out of the bucket into his no. mouth. Hell yeah, dude! Party on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, with with the at, at this point, the talks haven't started yet. Uh, Buford and Max, are you just continuing to? kick down assorted doors or do you have anything sort of more specific in mind currently uh i think i think at this point buford's probably more concerned about things outside the building 
at this point like if there's like yeah. like i don't know maybe like a truck that's parked outside that seems like it's been there a while and maybe shouldn't be something like that he's just looking for yeah. anything that seems odd he doesn't have anything in it, particular right now you okay. see a truck that's flipped up over on its side of the road and you may think that's suspicious but again that's how they park the cars remember why axis why axis <laughs> uh i think if you if you were to both head outside um uh, I don't think you need to inve- do an investigation for this. I think that, like, you notice that in the time since you've been in this building, a small group has started to form across the road. Um, largely, this group seems to be made up of uh, of illithids, uh, but unlike a lot of the illithids you've been seeing around today that have been wearing, like, lots of sort of fashion choices that almost seem like they're trying to be like, hello, yes, this is my individual style. This is capital I illithids, as you would see them in, like, the monster manual, just, like, mm-hmm. a bunch a bunch of very traditional-looking illithids with little placards just over the road. And they got damp suits on, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they got damp suits. Their suits, moist, I would say. Max sort of peers over that direction. It's just like, yeah, I have a feeling that those might not be as on board for the talks as the others. Mm-hmm. But only one way to find out, I guess. Do you want to go question them a little bit, Buford? Uh, how many of them are there? Uh, I'd say there's like maybe like 15 or 20. Like there's there's enough that like they clearly like had like um you, they had a social media invite go out, but like not so many that they're ready to storm the doors. Mhm. Ah, they 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 uh they worked on Dripper to find out where to go. Got it. Uh, I I think Buford would like you know uh, scratch his chin for a second and go. Now, there are twenty of them. Now I don't know exactly how opposed they are, but I don't necessarily want to get jumped if I piss them off. Well, I mean, we could just ask some questions if you want to. I could try to take care of it to uh uh. To avoid anything, at the very least, we should probably be aware of who they are as a group because, who knows, they might come closer to the building. They might make a ruckus. I don't know. I all right. You talk. I'll stand there menacingly. <sighs> okay. Okay. And Max will walk over with Buford, uh, check the corsage that they have set up, and just sort of you know uh, make sure that like their ears are done up just right and such as they uh, get closer to the illithids. Um, I'm going to look to see if there's anyone in particular that seems like, I wouldn't say like the leader of this group, but does anyone seem like they're sort of positioning themselves as like the lead in this uh, case? G- give me an insight. Oh, this is what I'm bad at. Let's go. <laughs> That's an eighth. Let's go. Can I help? Uh, you can help. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Ah, oh, yeah. An 11. <laughs> Okay, okay. You've 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 got either side of a very average, uh, very average <sighs> role here. And I think what I will give you is, there's one of them that's holding a bunch of leaflets. That that sets them apart from the Ooh, others. Leaflets. You don't know if they're if that means they're in charge, but they've got leaflets. Ooh, I, I uh, Max will approach and ask for a leaflet, just like. Uh, oh yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, have you got any 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 questions? 
about uh, about what we're here for today. Oh, oh certainly. Uh, uh, Max takes a look at the leaflet to read what it says first before asking any questions. Uh, at, at the top, it says um, uh, Illithid Traditional Order, uh, ETO. Uh, it seems to be an acronym, and the gist of this seems to be um, Illithids... Illithids exist the way we do. That is the natural order of things. Why should we be messing with uh, things as they were created? Well, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like magic. I don't like machine. I don't like anything messing with, you know, illithid bodies as illithid bodies were created to be. You see, Max just sort of nods along a little bit, flips, uh, flips the leaflet. It's like ah, so that would explain why you're all here because of well, the talks that are happening today. Well, yes, yes. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I know that. Um, uh, we, 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 know that there's some people in there that are sort of fighting the good fight for us and trying to sort of uh, ad- advocate for for our concerns. But uh, we just wanted to make sure that everyone in there saw, like, not not everyone's up with this new new age nonsense mumbo jumbo gibberish. I see. I see. So, uh, and so it's not merely the. It's not merely sufficient for there to be uh, like an option for a traditional uh, illithid beings. Well, it's, it's 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 a slippery slope, isn't it? It's, for, for, it's gonna start with oh, it's an option to 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 not forcibly eat a creature's brain, and then it's going to be well, we highly suggest you don't eat other creatures' brains. Then it's going to be oh, we've outlawed eating other creatures' brains because uh, there's there's humane alternatives. You're not allowed to you know do as your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather did and just go out and find a strong-looking creature and eat its brain. You're not allowed to do that anymore. It's, a, it's elitism, it's wokeism gone wrong. <laughs> you almost got there without saying the subtext of loud Laura. I, I almost did, and I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta call them fucking wokists. <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just, you've just got to say the word. It, it was in, it was in there. It's there. Uh, uh, right. So, 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 so to articulate, uh, you are. It's not to say that you are uh, uh, against choice. You're just pro taking life to be clear correct exactly exactly well, of course I, I, of course I, yeah i don't want anyone taking away i don't want anyone saying that it, it's morally wrong for me to to uh decide to eat a brain every now and then i i think buford nods solemnly and says right just like how it's perfectly fine for me to murder that person in self-defense well, I mean that's 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 different. You don't have like a cultural history of of murdering people in self defense. Oh, I've been killing people for years. It's really in my culture. <laughs> <laughs> my my people have been murdered for a long time. Ma- Max just sort of like turns their head to look over Buford, like slowly, just like the the their fur bristling up just a yeah. little bit. This, this protest is going to look back at you and go. Not as long as we've been killing people for. <laughs> I'm sure you're quite experienced at it. <laughs> dick measuring contest, but who loves murder more? Yeah. I, this is this actually isn't him like dick measuring. It's him being annoyed at them for it. Well, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to work out whether this protester sees what you're saying as a threat. I love the idea of uh, introducing slippery slope arguments when we've established there are some sick water slides on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> there are some slick water slides. Did I forget to mention that City Hall does have a sick water slide? 
<laughs> Max, Max will look back to the person that they've been talking to. Like, if it's not too much to ask for, uh, 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 can I get a, a name just to know who I'm, uh, you know, exchanging ideas with? Oh, um, 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 Jer- Jeremiah. Uh, well, well met, Jeremiah. Uh, I'm Max, and I, I just wanted to just make sure that we were just aware of, you know, who's around and what their concerns are. Uh, oh, there's don't, a lot don't, of. Don't worry, don't worry. Our, our, our concerns have been heard. We've got um, 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 Ernest. Ernest is, uh, is is in there, sort of making our point for us and making sure we're heard, making sure mm. our points are said. Mm-hmm. So there's oh that's one of they're part of the delegates in there. Oh or? yes, yes. Um, um, he's 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 there to um, make sure that everyone in there knows that uh, some of us have some of us have concerns about our traditions being taken away from us, not being able to do the things that we want to do with our lives. You see, it is important to be earnest. It it is important to be earnest and to be scared stupid. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> there are two ways an earnest joke can go. Oscar Wilde or those fucking movies, and we did both. I'm so proud of us. And I've never Love seen it. either of these things. <sighs> I've never Oscar seen books Wilde in my a life. Writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them before. Buford doesn't read books. He just grafts things onto him. That's how he learns new things. Um, but uh, but Max will just nod a little bit. Well, um, I suppose we will we will. Uh, keep an eye out to make sure that nothing untoward yeah. happens to anyone. Yeah, you. Yeah, you better walk away. Yeah. Huh. Now you have um, unlocked here Ernest's picture under Ellen. Is that mean Ernest is part of Ellen's uh, delegation, or that just yeah, coincidence? So, yeah. So the way I've tried to sort of uh, lay this out visually for the players is that um, I've got two sort of columns of people. We've got um, the the Illithid delegation uh, and the the Soul delegation is sort of how I've put them. Um, while both of our sort of leaders of our of our pair of factions are both like very eager for peace to happen, they've both brought along people who basically they're like, look, I know that some of our people have concerns and the best thing to do is to just have them aired and try and find answers to them rather than try and push forward peace and then have a bunch of people say, no, we don't, wait, what, what, what peace? We didn't agree to this. I, I think Buford just laughs and goes, I like you, and walks away. Uh, like, Max is trying to demonstrate that, like, they are just not, well, intimidated by these, by, by I this. Mean, so. I mean, like, I don't think it's enough they're going to start a fight over it, but I do think that what you said does sound like you're going, I suspect you were trying to do a terrorism here, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. Oh, they, I mean, I, I mean, Max is totally yeah, doing. I'm, I'm Ma- watching you trying to do bad shit. I mean, Max is basically saying that. I mean, if you yeah. want me to roll something for it, you can't no, get me no, to. No, I, I, I don't think they're gonna start anything over it, but I don't think they like you. I, act, I don't think Buford thinks they're they're terrorists. I think he's there. He just thinks they're a bunch of losers. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> like I, I think he thinks they're like a a bunch of like loser idiots that probably won't act unless they have way more momentum by behind them. I mean, listen, okay, being losers and terrorists is not mutually exclusive. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. I, I rolled a I rolled a straight ten on insight. They have no idea that you think so lowly of them. They think they won that interaction. They think you're scared shitless and running. 
It's interesting that you say that because my uh, immediate priority and character was actually to catch up to Bridget and just have a, a earnest talk with her as uh, yeah. the sister of my friend and not do my job. <laughs> so no, I think no, I think that's I think that's great. Go ahead. Um, yeah, after I, after I beat up uh, the guy in uh, Gore Smasher sixty nine, what do you call it? Gore Slammer? Yes, Gore Slammer. Gore Slammer. That's right. Sixty nine B. Billy. I fly, yeah. I fly after uh, Bridget, like land on her shoulder and say, like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I, I'm not particularly well socialized. I don't know if you know my whole thing, but I, uh, you know, was part of a hive mind, uh, and they were doing bad stuff. So, like, I'm bad at reading social cues. Are you mad at me? Oh, uh, I'm. I mean, that's, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I'm not. I'm not great at social cues either." I grew up in a family of like 11 kids. Um, there is not a lot of ability to have time to do your own stuff when there's all of you everywhere all the time. And sometimes I get a bit s- stuck on, I want, I want to, I want to do a thing and I'm out of the house and now I can go do, do a thing and, and do my thing and not just do like the thing that we're all doing. Cause we're all one big sort of unit. So sorry if I got a little carried away there. Is eleven a lot of human tadpoles? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more than like, like four stretching it. Oh, because then you'll fight in the when you're in the brine pool together and eat each other. I mean, honestly, not that far off. Like it's the the second the second that like you know mum and dad aren't looking. It's like so, someone has done something chaotic and and now everyone's in chaos. Wow, humans and mind flayers have so much in common. Right, uh. <laughs> right, so much in common, so much in common. I mean, look, when you grow up in a family of 11, I feel like we have a lot in common, but um, yeah, no, sorry, I realized that I kind of derailed this whole thing because I wanted to go and, and find out what's going on, but I just find it so interesting because, like, I, I, I don't know how, how, how much you, you, you know about all this, but, like, the the fact that like even a few years ago we had no like real sense of like that the, the peace talks could ever really be a thing on the table and now we've got like people from all across the galaxy coming together to like help make the the tech and the and the magic and the science that's going to make that happen and that's that's just cool yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, what'd you find out about the robot stuff, you know? Because I was thinking, you know, because our tadpoles are so similar, your brother reminds me a lot of a Neophilid, which is what happens when an Illithid tadpole doesn't take a brain. They become, like, huge and angry, and they murder everything. So that's oh. kind of like what your brother didn't get a brain, and now he's so huge. <laughs> no, he, 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 got a, he got a brain. He just... He... <laughs> He uses it for evil. He, no, he, <laughs> he he uses it to keep us safe. And sometimes that means, you know, being a little bit scary, but he kept us all he kept us all safe and and I know that he means well and he just wants us to be okay. Um, to be clear, getting a brain, I wasn't calling him stupid. I'm saying you didn't eat a brain, which is what you have yeah. to avoid. I know. Any, and I think that Bridget awful. would, I don't think Bridget would get that, but <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> you know, her heart's in the right place. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, I, so here's what I, what I learned was like, you know, the, the, the magic, the magic bodies have been basically the same way they've been for, 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 for a long time. Um, like they, 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 they're working ahead of make like specific ones now. Like they can, 
you know, make make a make a body to like to order if there's like something specific you want with the body you take over. But like the the mechanical ones are really are really interesting. Like Pavroth is like really really excited about them. Like like thinks they are the future of all Illithid kind of excited about them. Like really excited about them. Um, I mean, he sucks at Gore Slammer, so can we really trust him? I mean, I mean, like, I don't know how much we can trust him, but like, um, I, I was talking to I was talking to Cascorn about them that they the amount of work that has gone into making sure that they can like, while being machinery, can be seramorphosized is really it's really interesting. Like they, for for all intents and purposes, like they're a little tricky to make, but once they're made. They're another. They're another option, and it's really cool that like there's choices now and stuff. Yeah. Uh, before the recording, Laura and I were talking about this because, um, you know, I we were just like, getting our lore straight and stuff in the yeah. life cycle. Uh, going into the season, I was worried that the conflict was too simple, which is like, oh, some people yeah. want tradition, some people want progress, which is like, yeah, it's fine, but it's not like a very nuanced thing. And then you were like hitting me with all these questions, and it's like, oh, actually, there are a lot of aspects yeah. to it. Like the you know ma magic bias um, in the lore, you know, uh, it's you get kicked out of your hive mind for being uh, different, <laughs> for being like small, like a squidling or yeah, it's a well, that's one of the problems with squidlings and why they they are the way they are is because um, gnomes are kind of magical in nature and they don't seramorphize the same way because because they got magic in them. There's bits in I think 3.5 lore that I don't think I carried over to 5e or was just forgotten where they would like put uh, tadpoles in ropers to make mind flayer ropers and mind flayer ropers hate their lives and leave the colonies so often because they're basically seen as just guard dogs while being as intelligent as a mind flayer. Yeah, there's a bunch of like these variations and they're all considered like weird freaks. So when you say that they're, you know, working on making custom bodies, this is one of those things where, you, yeah, with the technology of the future, you should be able to have anybody you want. But culturally, uh, conformity and homogeneity are like prized as values in the culture. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And all the different nuances there. Yeah. And I, I think this is maybe a good point for Bridget to bring up like. Um, I mean, we've we've not met uh, the 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 leader of the the, the Illithids, Ellen, yet. But like, I I mean, she was she was. A, did you? I I don't know if you know. She's got like a she's got a pretty custom body. Oh, sick! I actually am reassured by this because I don't know if you've peeped my whole situation recently, but people know on site that I am uh, not uh, let's say traditional. And sometimes yeah. that gets a hostile reaction. So I, I, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that with her. Like the the way it was explained to me is that like she went out of her way to have a because like those clone bodies, she could have just taken one of those magic clone bodies and looked like any other illithid and no one would have known. But she went out of her way to be like, can you make me a body that like when I seramorphosize it's gonna it's gonna be clear that that I I didn't go for a regular host. Um she's I I, I don't know this I don't know the specifics, but like apparently it was important to her that she be visibly practicing what she preach in terms of like people see her and go, yeah, she's doing the She's she's doing the 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 magic body thing. 
if she's going to argue that like that's a thing people should do. Yeah. Last question before we go see Ellen, who I think I would definitely want to see, um, which is who's manufacturing these clone bodies? Because uh, the D&D spell clone, it is a canon spell in D&D where you just make an empty body. Um, I, that is a, a very high level magic spell would require a powerful wizard, which is in, in Mind Flayer society, like powerful wizardry makes you what's called an Alhoon, which is once again a kind of like uh, disgusting pervert who should be exiled. <laughs> so there has been a reasonable degree of outsourcing of the magic involved in getting these bodies made. Um, it's one of the big reasons that uh, this society has gone out of its way to make sure that it is welcoming and open to other species other than just illithids, is because they know they're going to have a tough time getting illithids that can do high-level magic to be producing these bodies. It's one of the problems that the society is having right now, is that they've not really got many people internally to be doing this, and a lot of the work is paying other species to come in and do that magic uh, at the expense of currently uh, the, the, the government. Uh, so there is uh, an NPC who you haven't met yet, but I will sort of... Um, I will say as much as one of the delegates uh, who has been invited along here is an illithid that is in charge of basically the uh, the economy, who is very worried about, is it sustainable for us to keep paying high-level magic users from other planets to come in and do all of the the casting spells to make the bodies? Uh, getting all the materials in to make these mechanical ones. We're not really doing a great job of making this a sustainable thing yet, at least internally. All right, so Bridget tells me about the economy squid. Yeah. And I make a note yeah. of that, but I also yeah. think that's... There's an, there's an economy squid, they'll show up, they're called Balthazar. All right. There's just not enough squid doubloons to go around. Yeah. But uh, Wendy, for her shame, is much more interested in talking to Ellen uh, because uh, she thinks she's going to get less judgmental uh, st stares there. <laughs> so that's where I will go. Now, uh, are the, is the party coming back together at any point? Or like uh, Max and Buford, have you got your own things you still want to be doing? Uh, th there was only two entrances, right? The, the Essentially the fire exit and the front door. Yeah. There is the fire exit and the front door. The fire exit will make a loud sound if anyone uses it. There is the front door. Okay. Anything from the roof? Um, uh, other than, like, unless someone walks the wrong way up the water slide to get to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was no, literally going to say, if we're going re to reunite the parties, I want to water slide down to them. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm, like, I'm going to make this canon because here we are now. There is a water slide around the building. There is no like door at the top of the building, but like if you were to climb the wrong way up the water slide, I suppose you could like drill through the ceiling or something. Because I'm kind of curious about like, how large that particular coalition is. Is it just Ernest or are there others who are... How how about this? I feel like a way to get that answer and to maybe sort of get this this uh, party back together to get some of these answers at the same time is that you perhaps bump into each other in the lobby and that is where you uh, where Ellen currently happens to be, who probably has some answers about uh, 
what the sympathies within her delegation are. Okay, so we're gonna reunite uh, and w- where Ellen is, not Ernest, to be clear about who's here. Um, I mean, they're they're welcome to head head on and go and find Ernest, but you could probably get it, it, this at least gets the party together, and Ellen probably has some answers about who has sympathies that align with Ernest, I suppose. I, I yeah, I, I Max does not want to talk to Ernest yet. Is basically the question is the point there. So yeah, um. So as sort of implied, uh, Ellen is a visually unique illithid. Um, She seems to be relatively young. Um, She has a... uh, She has shimmering purple skin and long flowing, like, illithids who are used to having, like, very uh, face-focused tentacles. She's got tentacles on the top of her head that almost look like long flowing hair. Um... She is unmistakably illithid, but she's also shorter than you would expect. She is, uh, like, just some of her proportions aren't quite homogenized to what you would expect out of someone who'd just gone for a, I want to be, a, I want to, you know, blend in as every other illithid. Um, and as you, you walk over, she's going to go, oh, uh, hello, hello, uh, well, welcome all. Um, I, I suppose you're here for, for the, the talks. I greet her with the traditional mind flare greeting. I walk up and I say, "Hey, my name's Wendy. Brainin' hard or hardly brainin'?" <laughs> oh, too true, too true. Ah, oh, um, goodness. Um, how? how uh, thank you for for coming. It is very appreciated. I I know that um, there's not a huge number of groups who would have uh, come out and and you know laid laid them uh, put themselves on the line to help help make sure this all happened and I very much appreciate it. I, Max will introduce themselves as well. You know, give a like a polite little bow and such, and and say we've been uh, casing the joint as it were to figure out what uh, both security details and also the various parties involved in this whole matter. It's a uh, it's looking like it might be a little tense, the talks at least. Oh, yeah, that's um, unfortunately the case. Um, peace talks are, um, uh, uh, paradoxical as it may be, never particularly peaceful. Um, certainly not helped by the fact that, um, look, both, both me and um, Davin have tried to think long-term and bring together people whose concerns could be a problem down the line if we don't get them out of the way now, but it does mean that we have brought a lot of people with very strong opinions here now. Um, uh, Max like holds up the pamphlet in particular and gives it a little like little wave. We've seen some strong opinions outside, to say the uh, least. Yes, I I know, I understand. That's um, that's Ernest's lot. I they they. They basically boil down to just. I think I think I can talk them around. I think that they they are they are winoverable. They are they're a bit they're a bit religiously uh, locked in on on their views. But I feel like maybe there's room to, to you know convince them. Other people also have religious views, and maybe those involve them not getting eaten. That you know that sort of thing. But 
I'm I'm trying my best to sell them. I thought that the the mechanical bodies would do it, but it's like no, nothing that's not forcefully taking a brain. And may, maybe I can get them on board with like consensually eating bra brains from people who are willing to sign on to that. But like they just they're very no. This is the way that the the elder gods intended. Can you grow meat over the mechanical bodies? I mean, yeah, but like they. It's the lack of a soul that they seem to have a problem with. Like, if they feel like if they're not consuming a living, like a life form that now doesn't get to live, then they're like not not doing being an illithid right. I turn to my party members and I say, straight up, the soul does add umami. I'm just gonna say it. No one, no one wants to say it, but it does. Does it matter if the soul is unwilling? Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that that also seems to be part of their uh, their uh, issue with all this as well. Is that? I I I only th I think they only think that because that's just they they've never had they've never stopped and tried to have a conversation with someone about like would you be willing to give up your body and if so thank you I mean that's not that's not that's not a, it's not a sustainable solution but some have managed it I think it's a doubling down thing right like if you had asked them before if the if the suffering is important then it would probably been like no it's just the life cycle but then other people were like hey the life cycle's bad and they're like actually it's great and I love the suffering yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah they're just like it, it's gone from like oh this is just the way we do things to like no 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 you're taking away my way of life I I must be like they, they get more extreme about the views because they think you're trying to take the views away by giving them other options of other views uh can I roll insight on Splatoon Mom? You can roll insight on Splatoon Mom. Three. I just I'm I'm just ensorcelled by her hair. It's rocks. And I'm all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just That's... hearing the Japanese hip hop with the little squid lyrics <laughs> when she yeah. enters the room. You you want to get out a little glow stick and start like popping along? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Uh, yes. Um. Is there anything else I can I can talk through with you? I I realize I've brought some I brought some people along. No, no, no. It's just I'm trying to think of like an angle attacked, and as you alluded to, the difficulty here is that it feels like even if something was never an issue in the past, just having any pushback on what they're coming from causes them to invent a rationale that was not relevant before. And even if you probably present evidence that was never relevant before, they might just say, oh, well, it was one of those unspoken rules or the like. So I have a feeling that that might cause an impasse. Is there anyone beyond Ernest in the building that we should be mindful of from that particular oh, faction? I'm, I mean, not not from that not from that point of view like i tried to get a i tried to get a perspective like a, a a good a good spread of people who've got problems with all this to talk it all through because again if i don't do it now they're just gonna be a problem later um well there's balthazar who uh, i brought along as an economist um he's very concerned about the numbers where are we going to get the the funds for the for the for the brain substitutes where are we getting the money for the the um for the, the 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 people coming in to do the magic to make the, the bodies that previously didn't need a column on the budget um and he's he's it's a valid concern he's not opposed to the change in fact he's quite like on a personal level um positive and progressive he's just 
He's 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 talking about the economy and the budgets and the deficits and it's it's getting in the way of us doing decent moral stuff that we know we're supposed to be doing. I will speak up and say I can speak from experience when I say some people who appear to have uh, progressive opinions can be uh, what's uh, using a high level technique known as lying. Uh, for example, a lot of tr traditionalists will say it's disgusting to not have a uniform body, but then they do experiments and create uh, hybrids to, like, you know, for example, be the ultimate spy. Look, I don't know how much this is my place to say. I'm very confident Balthazar, Balthazar is sincere in what he says. Um, he didn't take his body by force. Um, he, he, he... He's one of the few people here at the at the talks today who who had a consensually donated body. Uh, he seems to practice what he preaches. Uh, Max does a little gesture towards the outside and says, "Like, well, perhaps like the water park and other things. There could be other revenue streams used um, beyond just conventional funding." But you know, I I mean, I again, I'm I I I think there are ways we can work this out. I'm sure that you know. I, I keep arguing that maybe we can just, you know, the the, the, the galactic integration is probably going to bring in some more income and balance things, but uh, he's he's just not convinced. Um, uh, yes, um, and I, I I should probably mention um, Jenny as well, um, uh, the, the psychologist. Um, again, very personally uh, on the side of of these peace talks. Um, no one, no one becomes an illithid flump where you know, unless they're willing to uh, buck against uh, societal trends. But um, yeah, she's she spends enough of her time listening to people's concerns that she is she's got her ear to the ground and she's worried about what happens if we try and you know make big sweeping progressive steps forward and then people go no, I don't want that, and push back violently at the fact that we made things better. Yeah, I mean, haters gonna hate. What are you gonna do? Oh, actually, I know I'm gonna do. Sorry, that was redundant. And she she just waves her weapon around. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sagely. Yep. Hey, haters gonna hate. What are they going to do? I mean, they might violently say no and start fighting, and that's... Uh, very real possibility. They shouldn't have trained me to be a stone cold killer first. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I understand, but look, you're talking. Ev most of the people in that camp have at some point taken a life of a creature that didn't want its life taken. It's not like these are people who are going to be squeamish about the fact the the idea of being violent in response to being told not to be violent. Well, it's a good thing. That also applies to us. Uh, listen, you're a better person than I am. I don't know how this is going to go, but my chief concern is making sure that you and every other person in this building get out of it alive. I would really appreciate not dying at a peace summit. Like, it's the kind of thing that looks great in, like, a, in a post-mortem biography, but it's not how I really want to go. Have you considered a pre-mortem biography? I mean, I have considered it, but then, if I, you know, if I then get killed at a peace summit, like, 
If I get killed at a peace summit like a week after I write the pre-mortem biography, they're not going to do a whole post-mortem biography just to mention I died at a peace summit. Like, it's, I'm, I'm really, like, rolling the dice on not dying for a while if I do that. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to do, like, a memoir while you are in a position and then immediately being out of that position by the time the memoir hits the market. That's just unfortunate timing. I don't think that would ever happen to anyone I could think of. <laughs> 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 just for you um, <laughs> um yes is there is there anything else i can i can sort of help you with or um is there going to be a sort of a, a a format to how the proceedings will happen like is there going to be just a singular room you'll all be in um uh the the plan is uh there's that big sort of uh conference room over there and we're all going to sort of come in and um I mean, the, the the main idea is that me and um, uh, myself and Devan are going to be up at the front, just sort of talking, talking things through, and we'll each one by one sort of go, okay, field question, okay, that's your concern from both of our sides, we'll try and sort of find a solution you're happy with, and it's just going to be sort of us as panellists almost just sort of fielding lots of questions from all of our own and our other side's people who have their concerns. Um... We at some point are. Uh, we've. We've. I mean, we've got some. We've got some other people who we're, who are gonna uh, give give some thoughts and hopefully try and um, get some some people over. Um, uh, my 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 son's going to going to come in and um, and speak briefly. Um, he he's uh, one of one of one of the first uh, people who's who's really uh, been on the forefront of the uh, using the mechanical bodies, and we're going to sort of try and sell sell that uh as as a solution and um well it's probably going to it's probably going to be a couple of days of this because peace doesn't get made in a day you see are we going to be in the room for these peace talks standing outside how's that working i i mean wherever you think you will be best at stopping us dying in the room outside of the room on the roof. If you need to be in the water slide, if that's the safest place to keep us from getting killed, let us know. You can be in the water slide going up and down. Can everybody be in separate rooms? That feels like the safest, so no one can touch. What? Everyone, what? Uh, what every single delicate in a separate room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Wendy's being stupid. <laughs> um, I mean, do you have, like, some sort of system for us to communicate remotely? Some sort of... um resume communication system i was trying to go for a zoom joke it didn't really work <laughs> uh yeah it's called an elder brain is there no elder brain here i mean there there is but like not nearby not not here at the moment um we found that when we tried inviting a lot of the other species to be here our default was communicating through the elder brain and the visitors found it very unsettling that we were communicating without communicating and that they were not looped in on anything that was happening and we all seemed to be on one wavelength. They needed us to be talking to them. They needed us to be talking and communicating out loud and not just... just hooked into the mainframe. It was apparently unsettling. <laughs> I'm socially liberal, but on the elder brain, I'm a little bit more conservative than you might think. I feel like we should have an elder brain. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying we don't have an elder brain. It's just we're not, you know, 
we're trying not to have you know particularly look for particularly for the peace talks we're trying to have we're trying to have a situation where everyone's on equal communication ground yeah it's just like elder brains are so central to illithic culture even though wendy has defected so there's part of her that's like still missing being part of the hive mind <laughs> I, I yeah i i think i think the way that this is is that there are definitely there are definitely elder brains but i think that for the sake of these talks going on, I think that they they have moved uh they have moved away the, the elder brains a bit away from where this is happening. Uh, they're in the, the brine wave pool right now. Yeah. Basically <laughs> because they basically they're trying to go like, um we we don't want someone turning around and going, Are you having secret conversations behind my back about how you're gonna screw me over? Yeah, I bet that was Jenny's suggestion, the psychologist, who was like, yeah, other species yeah. find huge brains to be unsettling. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, Fair it's, enough. It's, I, I think Jenny's suggestion is more that just, it's not even so much the act of not being connected to the elder brain, it's being seen to make a goodwill gesture. Right. That's yeah. like, we're, we're, put, we're not keeping anything secret, we're, we're out in the open with you on this. Well, I failed my insight on Ellen, so if she's hiding anything, I don't know about it. And uh, the only characters we haven't interviewed that we are aware of are Ernest, who has the protesters outside, and Balthazar, the money squid. There are yeah. presumably other people. Oh, no, Devon, the leader of the other You've, of you've the not met Devon, the, uh, the, the leader of the Soul delegation. Um, but I think at this point... Um, it is it is about time for these talks to start. You're gonna bump into some 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 more people as time goes on, but uh is there any last actions you want to take before these talks begin? Uh not that I can think of at least. I think Buford just wants to be in a position where he can like get down Mr. President or get down Miss Squidcident. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you you can definitely find a good spot, sort of like near the podiums. Do you want to be like between the podiums so you can leap to one side or the other should you need to? Yeah. Uh, so I have reach. Uh, can I be in a position where I could just grab whoever is going to get shot and yank them behind me? Oh, that is that is perfect. Can can we make you like? Uh, like a conductor's pit in an orchestra, so that you're not like immediately visible to the audience. But you are in you are in position to just grab a leg and pull someone into a pit should you need to. Per perfect. Uh, or if there's some, it wouldn't work because I don't think the building would be set up like this. Some sort of rafter situation like a crane game where I just yank them. I mean, if you would like there to be a rafter situation, there can be a rafter situation. I was gonna say I should be in the rafters because I can fly, and I would. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but you don't get to be a fun crane game. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest she be in the vents. <laughs> sure. I, I would like to roll stealth, yeah, for vents or yeah. for rafters. Just I'm going to be out of sight. Buford's going to be very obvious in his yeah. protection, and mine is going to be not so. 17. Okay, you're 17 for stealth. Uh, I think you can be as hidden away as you want to be. Um, for, for Buford... Um, uh, actually, not, not, not yet. At some point, I'm going to need a roll from you, but, um... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Max, what are you doing to prepare for, for these talks beginning? Uh, that's a good question. How many people outside of the main delegates are in the room? Is it just the eight, or is there other, is there, like, an audience in there as well? Uh, there's not, like, a wider audience. You've got the, the there's going to be the eight delegates, um, uh, the two... 
um, people who worked on the the body project are going to be there. Um, and uh, as as briefly mentioned, Ellen's son Harry will be there. Uh, other than that, it's just uh, it's the, your main party in Bridget. I would think that Max would be pr- probably uh, like not would be out in more in the like so. Buford's in a position to kind of grab any of the people that are nearby them and just sort of pull them in, uh, more or less. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're the only person in the party with a gun. Right. So you, you've you potentially got ranged options? Yep. Uh, and, and Max will, uh, you know, Max is, their hand is trained close to the gun that's sort of holstered inside of their uh, flight jacket. Um, but I would say they're sort of closer to the entrance of the room. So sort of be able to keep an eye out, to be able to kind of listen for anything happening outside, but also keep an eye on those in the inside to activate anything starts, if anyone starts to move in a weird way. You're going to be the one to hear if like suddenly people start trying to storm the building. Right. Okay. Um, as you sort of set up into your various positions, um... The remaining delegates start to file in. Uh, uh, Devan, the the halfling uh, leader of the other the other side of the uh, discussions, finally sort of shows his his face. He's a very um very jolly, very friendly uh, seeming person. He's got he's got the energy of like just a ve- a very pleasant granddad who would tell you stories that ramble on a little bit, but you know he he means well. Um, there is an Aracocra. Uh, dressed in sort of uh, legal attire, starts to walk in. Um, legal attire being a, a judge's robe made out of the Constitution. <laughs> and, you know, the big powdered wig. I, I mean, uh, not not that not that far off. Um, and a, uh, a herongon, a uh, humanoid sort of uh, a rabbit person, uh, dressed in a, a well-tailored suit uh, with a, a sort of earpiece in comes in and nice. the room <laughs> and the room starts all to all of your all of your ai arts have such fucked up eyes <laughs> they do but i was look i was trying to create a bunch of like distinct visual characteristics that i could use to be like hey look if i introduce a person i i, I can describe them okay <laughs> um they kind of look like illithids pretending to be other species. <laughs> <laughs> the Heron God is all ready for the stonks to just rise up there. They got, mm-hmm. they got cone hands. <laughs> look, don't look at any of this AI art too closely. It is a it is a functional tool that exists for me, a person with no visual memory, to be able to go, how the fuck was I going to describe this person again? Um... And last to file in is um, one mechanical-bodied illithid. Um, looks fairly like a traditional illithid, but shimmering and metallic. Uh, all of the, all of these sort of squid, squidly tentacles are a lot more. They're still fluid, still able to sort of bend, but look a lot more solid and rigid than you might expect. Um, and as the the talks uh, talks begin, Ellen sort of int- introduces and says, uh, uh, "Welcome, everyone. I I, I hope you're all, uh, uh, all all ready to bring some sort of good faith arguments to the to the to the table. I know that we've got a lot to um, to to hash out. But uh, bef- before we begin, um, I I I'd like to 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 
show that we are making some real progress. Um, uh, Harry, uh, do you want to sort of come up and show the? Uh, uh, we've we've been making some really good progress on these uh, sort of new mechanical mechanical forms. Uh, they, they 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 really do seem like they're going to be a viable option. Um, Buford, I'm going to need you. Actually, I'm going to need all three of you to do perception rolls. Uh oh. I love to perceive. Hell yeah, that's one of my good stats. Uh, that that is a natural twenty from Max. Nineteen. I got a five. Okay, Buford, despite being in like ready to miss the president here, sees absolutely fucking nothing. Um. Ah, uh, Skitch, you, Max is the first person to notice that something's up. Um, while everyone else is sort of looking over towards Ellen, watching her pre start presenting this speech, you notice Harry, the uh, mechanical body dilithid, start raising uh, one of its arms and a uh, series of tentacles, and point, starting to raise its hand towards Davin. Something is not right here. You have a moment to act. One thing that Max can try to do in this situation here that's going to be the least like possible, least likely to cause like a spiraling series of consequences by causing some explosion yep. in the room. Uh, <laughs> Max is going to invoke one of their racial traits, which is the um, Ardlings. This is from the first UA for the Ardlings, the angelic flight. Um, basically, as a bonus action, I want uh, Max's like uh, some spectral wings sprout out from through Max's clothes and they dive towards Davin to sort of interpose themselves between Davin and uh, and Henry. Their hand still trained on the gun inside of their jacket, just sort of like imposing themselves. So you, you're jumping between the line between these two. Correct, yes. Um, you are going to take... Uh, six damage as uh, you dive in the way of a psionic blast, uh, at which point the room erupts into chaos. <laughs> <laughs>